We the bestest cast with the left twist. Fat, fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week on the guest list with Fox trying to get down White Sox, Dave, Kenny Carkeet, and Dante. Dude, tensions are high. The boys were ready to talk shit from the top, man. How we doing, boys? Kenny, why don't we start with you? How are you, buddy? Doing room and every, we're all just talking shit because everybody's so mad right now. Just everybody's like, just pent up, dude. What's going on? The boys are getting a little rowdy to start out. Dave, I know you're 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 chippy to start, bro. What's going on? I was telling, I was explaining to uh Kenny before you hopped on, so New place is awesome. I love I love my home. And it is a home. It's not it's not like my crash pad. It's a home. Um, the only couple bad things about it. One of them being is I don't have a convenience store like around the corner from me. Oh, that would so if I if I if I'm taking a shit and I'm out of toilet paper, I have to get in my car and drive to go get toilet paper. There's nothing like within a five minute walk of me. Um, not even like a fifteen minute walk of me. It sucks. Uh, so right now I am out of dip, and when I'm out of dip, I can't function. When you're uh, out of dip, good content starts happening. Is what happens. I was gonna say, if you're out of dip, dude, the nicotine's gonna start getting at your fucking at, at your cerebellum. You're gonna start getting I'm gonna start calling eyes out. But Kenny's about to rip a bong. I got no free ads, but I, I stumbled upon this. This is my last bag of edibles. So I'm about to pop um six of these. That's 48 mils. There you go. Exactly what you need, baby. I would say take them now. That way, by the end of the podcast, you can't even talk. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> they go. He just did it. Yo, That's so not fucking. Hang on. Let me dog. take a rip real quick. Everybody's getting high. I got some high noons. By the way, no free ads once again. But, yo, uh, shout out to my boy Rob Gross. Runs. Uh, he was formerly a BMG. He was a guest of the podcast. He runs Shark Attack now. Him and his wife started a clothing company. Send me this bad boy. Sean's fresh. Kenny's dying. Kenny, you all right, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm good keep talk amongst yourselves yeah dude memento mori check him out fucking dope clothes good guy rob's a fucking man dude but uh no i'm i'm ready to talk some shit today i'm feeling a little chippy we got to talk about the grammys we got to talk about tour stories but i want to start out just saying this i came across fucking history today boys i forgot this happened little foxtrot on tour in 2017 decided to record one episode of a podcast on the iPhone in the hotel room in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, I'm just going to play you a short clip. We're talking about tour life today. This is tour life. Kenny, you'll appreciate this. Get on to a segment we like to call Girl Time with Eric. Ashes are done. Okay, so I just have to point this out. There's six of us in a hotel room, one bar of soap. It was designated to the dish to wash your hands after everyone was using the bathroom. And then somebody took it in the shower and wiped their ass with it. And their <laughs> on the soap. And now how do you wash your hands? You got to use a fucking shower gel? Like, are you kidding me? I would like to point something out. I don't have pubes. I was born without them, so... Somebody washed their ass with the soap. <laughs> now that is tour life, ladies and gentlemen. Fucking washing your ass with the soap that is designated for everybody. So the fact that you guys are trying to even clean yourselves or wash your hands is your first fucking mistake. <laughs> that shit up, man. Dude, I grew up in a house with five girls, so I had four sisters and then my mom. Women get such like everybody just assumes dudes are dirty and like throw laundry women are fucking vile creatures oh, facts. disgusting facts. creatures and no. for whatever reasons like society says like women are all dainty and because they're so much prettier than boys and is that why you're it, so testosterone that you have for it <laughs> probably that has a lot to do with it that's molded a lot of my hate 
for yeah, that. You know what, that makes you really good with women is the thing. Because I only have one sibling, but it's a girl. It's my sister. And so, like, and my dad's gay. So I have a lot of femininity in my in my life. <laughs> like, it, like, I would be, so we were all, uh, three of my, we we're all, because three of my sisters are adopted. We we're all within, like, five years of each other, six years of each other. And so there's four of us in the same high school at the same time. So we would just all have to wake up within, like, 20-minute increments to use yeah. the bathroom to shower before going to bed and I like sleeping in, but the price I paid to sleep in and, and be the fourth person after three, it would just be a fucking, a drain in the bathtub filled with fucking hair this long, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah. pick up after yourself, you fucking pigs. And I think they just like, they're just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. I just feel bad for Erica when we're on tour. She does got to deal with some Yo, shit. Being the only girl on tour is That's fucking different. rough. And I've toured with many of them. And you're like, you poor fucking thing. Dude, by the way, I can't play the rest of that podcast. There's a lot of shit in there that would get me in some trouble, bro. <laughs> I don't know what we were thinking. I'm good. It never saw the light of day. Anyway, who cares? Yeah, I would give a fuck. That today a little bit. So everybody wants to get everybody in the Barstool Chicago office wants to get my dad on a podcast. Um, I honestly don't think he would be that good on a podcast because he doesn't know what the fuck a podcast is or technology or anything. He's just some blue collar asshole. But um, do you think the do you, are you guys South Park fans? First of all, big South Park fan. Huge, huge, huge. Okay, so the the Wheel of Fortune episode. Do you yeah, think yeah, yeah. that episode would fly today? Because no. that, like, uh, even, yeah, I mean the, the message away with a lot yeah. of shit, a lot of shit, and they also hold nothing back fucking ever they don't and but nobody's off limits and the message of that episode in the end was it was like it was great and i think a lot of black people were like yeah actually they they nailed that but um <laughs> but like i told him i'm like i don't want my dad to randy marsh himself uh, not, <laughs> not like that he walks around talking like that but like he's just such an idiot like like his son that I, I like that worries me a little bit. Your dad's like, yeah, where's this going? The internet? I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah, so Marsh's slam poetry in that episode is oh, no, stop. incredible. It's high art. Yeah, stop. Oh, dude, fucking God almighty. I can't wait. Kenny, I can't wait to hear some of your stories about like your grimy sleep situations and oh. shit like that. Dave, I'm sure you got them too, just being oh, you. I got plenty. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that later because I have a lot of good like listener submissions too. But let's start out talking some shit, dude. Let's go through the Grammys. Uh, they happened. Uh, I wish Dante was here because Dante fucking live blogged the whole thing like I did. Uh, by the way, he blogged me and his picks on Barstool. I think I washed him. I think I kicked the shit out of him. Uh, he'll probably debate that, but I think I beat him. Um, overall, did you guys watch any of the Grammys? I, I flicked it on and off. It was exactly, it was the same as all. Like, I don't give a shit. I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care either. Don't off on me. Kenny? I didn't watch one second <laughs> of the fucking Grammys. Now, I did go back and watch highlights because, of course, the next day the internet's flooded with, like, every, all the different types of shit that happened. But, like, for the most part, didn't really fucking care. Fucking besides Tyler, what what else? Great. Yo, there's – Sonic was like, yo, by the way, Bruno and Pog, they're out. Like, are they yo. the oldest dudes on Earth? Yo, I got in an argument with some lady on Twitter – who came at me from the brand account because I tweeted, yo, like Anderson packs a fucking man. He was once almost homeless. Like I, I think my last phrase was like, yo, if you work hard enough, you too can be wearing a wig at the Grammys with Bruno Mars. And this lady came at me and was like, 
Yeah, but he came up. The, he was so fucking. He wasn't humble at all. Forgot where he came from. And I was like, yo, he was. I tweeted back. And I was like, yo, he was fucking around. The joke went directly over your head, dickhead. And the lady hit me back like, uh, maybe you just didn't get the point. Like blah blah. And I was like, fuck you. No, I was like, you know, Wee Herman wig. Like dope. So- and he was hilarious, dude. They were smoking cigarettes on stage. Yeah, Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic stole the night. They won uh, best song of the year. They won numerous awards. They deserved. Oh, Sonic won like. I feel like eight or nine, right? They won a ton of awards. And the scary yeah. part is that record isn't only leave the door open was eligible for the Grammys this year. The album, a night with silk Sonic is for next year's Grammy. So they could win more next year for the same fucking record. Um, but going through it, uh, obviously Tyler, the creator wins best rap album. Again, the Grammys didn't put the rap categories on the broadcast. What are you doing? It's fucking mind-blowing. The most commercially viable art form in music right now is rap, and they didn't broadcast the fucking awards because apparently rap is beneath the Academy. I don't know how the fuck that's humanly possible because it's what's keeping the music industry afloat. But Tyler won, and then Kanye won two awards for best melodic rap performance and best collaboration, I think, or something like that. But I think I have a theory. Either one, their heads are so far up their own asses that they can't see how important rap is, or... They didn't want to give the mic to Tyler and Kanye, and they knew ahead of time. And they didn't broadcast. What Tyler's gonna do, man? No, Tyler's like if you if you go to YouTube and you watch like compilations of Tyler just going off script at his shows. Yeah, dude. One the other day where he was talking about he went into a like a Hagen Dawes. And the girl that was serving him freaked out because she's a big Tyler fan. And she was like, oh, well, I had tickets, but my boyfriend bought them. And then we broke up last week. And he made her call her ex-boyfriend, bring his ass down to haagen and transfer her the tickets in front of Tyler's face. And then he goes, yo, like, Brandon, if you're here tonight, fuck you, dog. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, dude. He's, he's the best, man. But so my, my theory on that, though, is last year, do you remember when Ty- – because Tyler is now back-to-back best rap album winner. He on stage said, thank you for this award, but I think it's racist that you guys call these awards the urban category. He's like, that's basically a politically correct way to say the N-word. Yeah. Notice he wasn't back on the stage this year. He won the award, but he wasn't back on the stage. And you know they don't want to give the mic to Kanye because he could wind up announcing that he's running for president of Mars. I've always thought that about like urban art. It's like, dude, how is that still a thing? Like two, I, it always like confused me, but it, like everybody's kind of cool. saying urban, inner city, black. Like, yo, fucking calm, relax, man. Yeah, dude, relax. Like, you really want to say it that bad? If two white idiots like me and Dave and then an Asian guy like Kenny are like, oh, that might be bad. <laughs> it's probably bad, dude. I, that's always been something that's confused the fuck out of me. I, I don't didn't know. know he said that. Yeah, he said that. And then, of course, Kanye wasn't a, invited to the Grammys this year or his, his invitation was taken back because of all his wild shit he's doing. I don't think they wanted those two on stage talking. And so they didn't broadcast the awards. Tyler, of course, did an Instagram live to accept his award and shit all over DJ Khaled, which I thought was hilarious. Kenny, do you know the backstory on that? Uh, no, but I just think Khaled's a fucking joke. So what is it? He is, but I, I like him because he kind of just doesn't care that he's. No, all I want to do is watch him airball that fucking <laughs> video on a fucking repeat like a vine. Well, dog, I mean, Sam James told us what a good guy he was, so I want to give Khaled some credit. But he was the one bitching two years ago when Tyler outsold him for Igor week, like first week sales, 
And Khaled was like, oh, Tyler makes this weirdo fucking mysterious music. I make music for the people. And Tyler was like accepting his award on Instagram live. And he's like, he's like, yo, dog. (laughs) He's like, maybe if you weren't so salty and you really tried really hard, you could get one of these awards one day. And I was like, yo, Tyler is the fucking man, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man. Uh, other than that, Foo Fighters clean sweep of the rock category. Uh, I really thought McCartney 3 was going to win for best rock album, but shouts out to the Foo Fighters. Shouts out to Chris Shiflett. Rest in peace to Taylor Hawkins, who got a great... Uh, I will say this. I don't want to like talk shit on the in-memoriam section, but I thought it was funny that they, they put Taylor Hawkins' tribute with My Hero underneath it, which is a song Taylor Hawkins didn't drum on. Anyone else think that was a little, like, a little weird? <laughs> I mean, yeah, when that came out, like mid, like ninety five or ninety six, that came out on the 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 second record, Shape and Color, and then the, the, yeah, he yeah. wasn't he wasn't even the drummer. The delay on those drums right. in the beginning. That's actually two different drum kits recorded at two different times. No shit, I did not know that, dude. It's one of the coolest stories you can hear Dave tell. It's like because that sounds like a delay, like a perfect delay. But Dave apparently recorded that part and then went back and recorded just on top of it loosely. And that's what you hear today. Boom. Damn. We got to get Dave growing to talk about it. Um, other than that, as far as big awards, go, Olivia Rodrigo got best new artist, which we all kind of called. Um, I don't know. I think overall they were safe. It wasn't the worst Grammys I've ever watched. Uh, Lady Gaga gave a pretty weird performance. Uh, they put Tony Bennett on the screen at age 95, who looked like he had no idea where he was. Um, I saw that. I mean, I kind of like that part, though. No, it was cool. <laughs> He's the fucking guy. I mean, brains fucking mashed potatoes at this point, but it's Tony Bennett. Shout out Tony Bennett for his final Grammys. Um, there was one weird thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, when they put the president of the Ukraine on, uh, that was weird. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was cool that he got to come on and talk, but it was weird that it was like this, like, really weird, dark tone thing. And then all of a sudden, it just was like, and here's John Legend singing this song. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Anybody can save the world as John Legend. <laughs> okay, you want to hear something stupid that uh, I thought? Yeah. Originally. So it, it was originally he was supposed to speak at the Oscars, right? The Academy Awards. So I heard that, and I thought that he was going to give a live in-person speech. And I'm like, what? Like, I fucking, <laughs> this guy's been, like, the most badass motherfucker on the planet. And he's going to go to L.A. and talk to all these fucking cucks. These yeah. little cucks. About a war in Ukraine that they do not give a shit about, but they'll stick it all their social media. I was, like, I was mind-blown. I'm like, I fucking love this guy for the last month. He's been badass, like, front lines. I'm a moron and didn't even think of the possibility of him just doing a little Zoom call. <laughs> so, He's leaving his people in the middle of battle, like y'all. Like that's, that's what that's what I swear to God I thought I thought he was doing. Oh, dude, I texted the group chat for the band and I was like, "Yeah, anybody else think this shit is kind of weird?" And of course, you guys know Will. Will, the most uh, bleeding heart, like empathetic human being ever, is like, "I thought that was really cool." And then Ken, my bass player, comes in. He's like, "Yo." You know that guy used to fucking be a, uh, a TV host? He was the John Stewart of Ukraine. He ran, like, a political satire show. And then Ken was like, yo, he also did the voiceover for Paddington Bear in the voice dubs of the Paddington Bear movies. Dude, he's, he's got a, like, nothing that I give a flying fuck about, but he has, like, like pushing the border of cancellation uh 
videos that have all surfaced in American, like American culture over the last couple of months since the invasion took place. And he's like legit a funny guy. That guy's a fucking man, dude. And he's out in the streets. He's out in the streets ready to gun motherfuckers down. I I like that, dude. But I just thought it was like, it was like, thank you so much, Bruno Mars. Now to the president of Ukraine. And he's like this really dark message, which is important to hear and everything. But then it was like, and now John Legend. And I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Uh, Kenny, your opinion. I mean, it's like, who could possibly be experienced enough to even have an opinion on it because my brain goes to okay important what's going on is horrible but i'm also one of those people that's like well, what about yemen what about syria what about sierra leone what about like why is it that the u.s media or culture will select what's important at that moment now this is different this is like nuclear powers invading other countries that you can't retaliate against so very different and noam chonsky put out a fucking thing today a video today i don't know if you guys saw it no. saying that we're at at the end. The most dangerous that human history has ever experienced is on the cusp. We're on our way there. You know, it's Noam Chomsky. It's fucking, you're like, oh my God, this guy. Anyway, I, yeah. Is it cool? I guess. Is it fucking weird and seems fabricated? Yeah. I don't it's know. Just, it's just like, yo, what does like, I don't know, like Billy Eilish know about this shit. Like what, like the Grammys is just like a weird. I mean, I felt weirder about Billy Eilish wearing a Taylor Hawkins shirt. I, I thought that was all, awesome. but like, if you don't know who ACDC is and I don't fault you for that. And, and I said that before you're too young for that. I mean, like you don't fucking like Foo Fighters. Shut up. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Her performance, her performance was fucking awesome, by the way. They smashed that shit. I thought that was awesome. A lot of funny memes of Phineas going around the internet of him just like not playing an instrument, just being on stage. I was going to say that guitar was not plugged in, dude. No goddamn way. But she was great. Um, There was a couple good performances. Of course, Brandy Carlisle smashed it again, but it's also like they just roll Brandy Carlisle out there for uh, like validity because she's an awesome musician. Everybody else is like kind of like. Did you guys see? (laughs) Because BTS performed. I don't know if you, Kenny, I don't know how you feel about BTS. You think I care? I don't know, dude. (laughs) Fucking. I don't even know if I'm singing in Korean or fucking American. Yeah. (laughs) Says the Vietnamese. How big are these guys? They're huge. They're like the biggest. Like monster, like NSYNC. Yes. Bigger. Like bigger, right? Like they're. In like the Asian culture, they're fucking gigantic. Uh, Did you guys see what Joe Budden tweeted? Or no, on his podcast, what Joe Budden said? He said, I don't fuck with those guys. Like, fuck them. And like his co-hosts are like, why? And he's like, I don't have to give you a fucking reason. I know it's big in China, but like, who gives a fuck? He thought they were Chinese and not Korea or in Korean. <laughs> now he's just getting torn apart by the Stan army of the BTS. Like they're I'm I've said this numerous times on this podcast. I'm not fucking with the K- K-pop kids. They'll fucking steal my identity. They'll they'll I'll I'll be murdered. But um, I mean their performance was cool. Um, other than that, like, there's not a lot more. I don't know. It felt like exactly what I thought the Grammys are going to feel like. It was the lowest rated Grammys of all time. Uh, two million less viewers than last year. Uh, but I don't know. I thought it was great that, uh, Silk Son- it would be two million neck less in 2023 too. People are tired of the fucking elitist bullshit. I don't know. That's just That's how it is. They, they like, they don't realize that the more they open their mouth, the more like, people that are just average everyday Joes and Marys want to dig their heels and say, fuck these people and fuck what they think. I hate you. 
I'm going to align myself the opposite of you. Yeah, bro, like, they're, they're not doing they're, themselves any favors. Screaming killed the Grammys. A hundred bro. The Kenny the, killed the Grammys. Like we've said it a hundred times on this podcast. You don't need a label. You don't need anything. You need followers and stream count. And the Grammys before streaming in the internet was the only way people knew what was the best music out there. Max. Now it's like, yo, know, some of these people have over a billion with a B streams. You ain't ever heard of them. Heard more. of them. They don't okay. fuck the Grammy eat shit. Bro, there was a great everyman moment at the Grammys though. Uh, Doja Cat went to the bathroom to fucking vape weed. Oh, yeah. So good. And then she didn't think she was going to win one. And there's videos of her running from the bathroom with the vape in her hand. And she chucks the vape before she gets on stage and accepts her Grammys. Yeah, that's, that's, the that's the shit. That, that's an everyman moment right there. That's fucking sick. We've all been there. Uh, but yeah, fucking Hollywood sucks. The Grammys, whatever. It's over. Thank God we can get back to talking about other things. But other than that, let's go into new music. Uh, dude, we are we're hitting a really hot time of the year. <clears throat> new Freddie Gibbs came out with Rick Ross, which was great. The new Chili Peppers album came out very unceremoniously. I it was very. I thought it was really good. I just listened to it today. Shout out Rick Rubin. It's good. It's Chili Peppers. It's classic Chili Peppers. And for all you nerds yeah. out there, it was recorded right to tape, which I, I thought was really oh, cool. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really cool. Wait, explain that to me. Uh, so instead of doing it digitally, they did it the old school way and cut to actual tape. Like if they were, Kenny can explain it better. Kenny, go ahead. It's, it's instead of recording into a computer, you're recording to tape. The, the sound is the difference between an MP3 in your car, like Spotify and listening to a vinyl record, right? Yes. Like tape yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Oh, I love that. I didn't, I didn't know that. that, that I like that old school nostalgia feel that. Yeah, exactly. And that's what yeah, like, yeah. But, but because of the digital world, tape has all but disappeared. And if you right. have money, right. like Foo Fighters recorded the tapes. Yes. The last big record that I remember being straight to tape was Wasting Light when they did it in Dave Grohl's garage. And it, I had that, to learn that, how to do, do tape and record a tape at, at school, but like I've never used it practically. It's uh the the album or the the spot I recorded in Nashville has a tape machine. We can cut the tape down there. It's just ridiculously expensive. Cause and and you have to be much better of a musician to cut. You're recording a guitar take. Oh, I made a mistake. Rewind the tape. Put it back. Blah, blah. Oh, we need to punch in right here. Hit splice. Take the razor blade. Cut it all up. Do the thing. Now you know you just hit Apple Z. Done. Whatever. Yeah. Move on. It's it's time, it's money, and it's but the audio quality is different. It's warmer if you do it to tape. It's a warm thing to me. I don't know. Like, first vinyl. Anybody can tell that difference. Yeah, absolutely. But uh no, uh I need to give it another run, but I liked what I heard. It was great to have Frashanti back. Frashanti's the fucking man, dude. Yeah, he's the shit, dude. He's the fucking man. He had they had a great interview with Howard Stern, and I love the fact that Frashanti's brain is fried because he's just a fucking he's the best, dude. He is the best. Uh, other than that, Future's dropping a new record this week. We got the new Harry Styles song, which I'm hype on. I love that motherfucker. I love Harry Styles. Um, sounds like it's a little more alt rock. It sounds like um, a mixture of like, I don't know, like Tokyo Police Club meets like New Age, Cage the Elephant, and Harry Styles. Like it's 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 hot. I think that record's gonna be great. Uh, we got new Thomas Rhett. We got the new Dreamville album, the J. Cole record with all the people on his label, uh, done completely by DJ Drama, which was hot. And then I didn't know this. Jack White's dropping a new album this week, which I I heard, I, I, I heard it, but I, I don't really have that much interest in it. Kenny, how do you feel? I don't really care. Like, I like Dan Auerbach's records that he produces, like the Cage records. 
I'm not so, a Black Keys fan, and I've seen. Wait, no, Jack White, Jack White. Well, you, you see, you're on, in your. Well, you know why that just happened? Because you were talking about Jack White, and then I thought Chevy Mustang, that fake guy that we had, yeah. started a beef between Jack White and the Black Keys about who started, who invented the blues, which neither of them mm-hmm. did, obviously. But yeah. that's like that's how I lumped them all together. But even with Jack White, like. Oh, I got a cigar box guitar and it makes weird noises. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, some of those songs are classic, you know, Seven Nation Army and shit. But like, I don't know. I just don't really care anymore. Like, go out in the sun, touch a blade of grass, you fucking loser. Nah, you know, this is the most. This is the most hateful episode we've ever done I love already. It. This is what we're I all love about. This. this is the hate is palpable, and I fucking love this shit. Um, the Jack White thing, I don't know. I, what more can the dude say? I, he's getting. It's. I don't know. Like, it just doesn't grab me. Like, I. I love him. Speaking of, you know, you said Seven Nation Army. Did you guys see fucking Pat McAfee at WrestleMania coming out to Seven Nation Army? No. I, this is like a little tangent, but I feel like I would fucking love wrestling if I got into it. I just never did. Not through the 90s, not recently, oh, never yeah, at any back. point. Oh, you never had a moment? Like when you were a kid with the no, wrestling? Not not because I couldn't watch it because it was too violent. I just never got into it. No but like, it, it sounds awesome. Like the storylines, it's like a uh, never-ending, like a weekly reality show that's live. It sounds yeah. awesome, it's dude. I, it's so violent, and I fucking one of the best days of my life in college. We did a, we went to a Phillies game in the morning, and then StubHub bought tickets to a wrestling pay per view that was at the stadium next to the Philly stadium. Got box seats and went inside a box seat at a wrestling pay per view. Fucking awesome. I highly recommend going and doing a wrestling event. It's fucking great. Dude, but, they uh, sell out like 120,000 people at Jerry's World for a WrestleMania. It's insane. Dude, WrestleMania was dope. But Pat McAfee, your former fucking co-worker, uh, came out and wrestled. And his walkout music was Seven Nation Army. And the crowd was fucking electric. He also got stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is like the coolest shit ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, WrestleMania looked dope. Uh, just shout out. You know what? Shout out Jack White. I'm not going to hate on him that much. But Where's I'm not Jack White from? And where was that rest? Where's he from? He Jack White is from Detroit. He's from Detroit. I actually yeah. I knew that. Is that where the, the wrestling was? Detroit. No, it was it was in Texas. It was in it was at Jerry's World. Um, what's at Jerry's World? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I was gonna say because they'd be a like if they're in Detroit at the whatever the Superdome or whatever the fuck they call it, Ford Field. Ford Field. Like, yeah. That'd be an awesome panda move. Just an awesome panda move. Dude, I don't know why the crowd knew that they were all cheering along like it was an international soccer game. Shit was dope. Pat McAfee killed it. You got to watch the video of that. He did a great job. Yeah, he, he's a born bred entertainer. One of the he's best awesome. on earth. That we've yeah. Uh, before we get into tour stories, I got two little pieces of music news. Um, did you guys see, I think I said this in the group, the singer Pink absolutely destroyed Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah, I uh, love that. Yep. Dude, she's a fucking beast. They basically like listed the top 15 or top 20 Grammy performances all of all time and didn't include her, which I wouldn't have either. Who the fuck was thinking of Pink when they thought of that? But she was like, you guys lost all your credibility. You're out here like fucking pandering to any like 15-year-old who will read your shitty magazine that used to be cool when you guys used to cover like war and had Hunter S. Thompson writing for you. And now you're just a fucking hipster rag piece of shit. And I was like, Let's go. She's a dirty Northeast Philly chick, dude. Pink's from, Pink's from my neck of the woods. She's always Let's, been honest. She's the best, dude. She's Love awesome. That. Dude, they, like, I I used to fucking love her. This is, like, I would say 2010 and prior was when I was at my very, very peak of music knowledge and what was going on in, in the music industry. 
I loved Rolling Stone. Then as like the political tide shifted, when they put the cover of the fucking terrorists from the, uh, the Boston, oh, the Mar- Boston Bar- marathon bombing on the cover. And we're like trying to humanize them. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's gotten worse since then. Bro. I, that was a- is unreadable swill now. Well, think you know, magazines are struggling as it is. Uh, Roll- I used to have an entire wall of my bedroom when I was a kid that was Rolling Stone covers. Just like cut them. I used to get them delivered to the house, cut them out, put them on yeah, my fucking wall. That's, right. that's what I used to do too. Who knows? I don't read it anymore. Uh, would I love a spot in Rolling Stone? Because it's a fucking... Kenny, did you guys ever get in Rolling Stone? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A couple times. But I mean, like, for what? <laughs> oh, but not on print. Online, so... No, I meant in print. How fucking dope would that be to go pick your face up out of a Rolling Stone? Well, the best we fucking got was fucking alt press. <laughs> <laughs> What was the coolest thing you ever came across with, like, your face in it? Like, a billboard or something? Like, do you ever have a billboard? Yeah, a couple billboards. Because, like, we, we, they would put the tour poster on billboards in cities we were coming to. Um, we got a billboard coming. Do you? Yeah, so Muggsy Jean, no free yeah. it. They, they reached out to us, and they, uh, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Kenny. They're like, we want you guys, we're going to put billboards throughout Chicago. We want you for uh, doing like '90s Coles ads, like throwback ads in our jeans. No yeah. way! Are yeah. you shirtless? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. There's no way because that would turn people away from their jeans. That's I the last want. I buy those jeans right like, away. Photoshop me a nice V-shaped body. <laughs> That's fucking amazing, dude! Congratulations. I I'm like this is a little weird for me, man. I hope like, like, I'll never let anybody hear the end of it at the no, same what's time. Weird. I don't know if we talked about this on the cast or not, but Dave and I actually played Warzone the other night, and Dave's name on Warzone, I'm just gonna say, doesn't say Barstool at all on it. But it, but these kids we were playing with, they're like, they're like, yeah, come over here, Barstool or something, and we, we both go, wait, huh? And they're like, you know, if that really who is who this is, Barstool Dave. And it's like, yo, this is me. Like, Dave's fucking got it on work. Dave's out here, dude. There there was one time uh, someone thought I was Portnoy on Warzone. (laughs) (laughs) You should have just rolled with it, dude. I kind of did. We have the the social clip. This is from like 2020 when I got back into video games because there was nothing else to do. But uh, um, yeah, someone's like, is this Dave Portnoy? I'm like, no, they're like, why? Who's White Sox, Dave? I'm like, we have the same names. I work for Portnoy. More than that one. Was the, that was the only other time that's happened, though. Is like, oh, five, six nights ago when Kenny and I were playing. Bro, you should have just wild. You should have been like, yeah, I'm Dave Portnoy, and just started wild now, being a naughty boy, to saying some wild shit. <laughs> Get fired real fast. He pull him back on a podcast and try to give him a spanking again. Oh my fucking god. Um. All right. It's time to get into the real wild boy conversation before we get on the list off the list. I want to talk about tour stories. We haven't really done this yet, and we talk about this shit all the time. But I posted the question on our Twitter. I said, musician, what's the worst place you've ever slept on tour? And I have like three or four that were really bad for me. And I know Kenny's going to have a couple. And I figured Dave, too, oh, yeah. would have some fucking good stuff. Dante had a good one. He fucking slept in the venue, which, I, Kenny, have you ever slept in a venue before? Many times. I slept in the garage behind a venue one time, and I will get into that. Uh, but I got a lot of good responses from fucking listeners. The one dude says he played a show and wound up blacking out and waking up in somebody's living room 
and they cooked him breakfast, which that's fucking great. Uh, another guy said that he slept, he played Warp Tour and slept under the stage after Warp Tour, which that, that that's a fucking classic Warp Tour story right there. Uh, I had somebody uh, in New York sleep in an alley, which is once again, I don't know how, the, how, do, how do you not make it back to the car is my question. That's not I, that hard. It's kind of hard. Like, you got a lot of people in the band. They're going to fucking drag you back. Like, yeah, but that's how you get oil spotted, man. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's very get left, bro. Um, but I know I've got some good ones. Kenny, I want to start with you. Give me one of yours, your worst sleeping situations as an artist. Specifically sleeping? Um, okay. Oh, just good. I don't know how to even start this. On tour in Germany, in Europe, we happened to be in Germany, played a club, and a lot of times in Europe, and in the U.S., but more in Europe, after the venue show is done, the place turns into a nightclub. Right. Our bus happened to break that day, so we were stuck at this venue, and the venue turned into a, like, Jamaican reggae rave, but for, like, senior citizens <laughs> in Germany, right? So there's, like, 70 to 80-year-old fucking white people dancing to reggaeton up until 5 in the morning, and we're all trying to sleep in the green room, which was just blocked off with a curtain. It was just, loud, like... That's like, it wasn't gross, but that's like, that's when you're like, what am I doing with my That's life? where you're sitting there like, dude, how did I, why, how did I choose this as my life? What is like, what? I've slept under many chairs and desks and venues and green rooms all the time. So gross. Like how many bands have been in there just puking and shitting? I did that at the Mercury Lounge in New York, uh, which is fucking gross in the back. It's like, uh, basically like a furnace room is the green room. Fucking gross. Um, one of my favorite tour stories ever is... We were in Akron, Ohio, which apparently is like the allergy capital of the world. And we did morning radio before we had to drive to a different spot in Ohio. And uh, my throat was like closing up. So I popped a bunch of Benadryl and I was like, I can't drive guys. Like I'm going to fucking pass out. Like somebody else has got to drive. And my cousin, Eric, who was also deliriously tired because we drove through the night to get to Akron. And he's like, I'll do it, dude. And he got like two 48-ounce Red Bulls. And I was like, I'm going to pass out in the back. I'll wake up, dude. We'll get to where we got to go. We were like so afraid we we're going to miss the show. And I fucking pass out off Benadryl in the back of the car. And I wake up like seven hours later. And we're in a Taco Bell parking lot. And I was like, where the fuck are we? And Eric fell asleep in the front seat in the Taco Bell in Akron. And we were fucking seven hours behind. I woke up like, how the fuck did you fall asleep? You had two fucking 48-ounce Red Bulls. I'm all drowsy out the Benadryl. I just got, I drove like 140 to the next city. We didn't miss anything. But like thinking like time went, like I passed the fuck out and woke up thinking I was in a different city. And we were like seven feet from where we were before. <laughs> just fucking assed out off Benadryl in the back of a fucking Taco Bell in Akron, Ohio. Dave, give me something, a, tour, a travel story, a bad fucking sleeping situation for you. So when I so when I played college baseball, we would we would take spring trips. So I never had a traditional spring break, like girls gone wild, showing their tits in Panama City Beach or anything like that. And it sucked, but we made the best of it. A uh, couple stories stick out. The um, so we were driving through Bumfuck, Indiana, and we were right outside Bloomington, which is where Indiana University is. And this is. It's in, it's, in, it's in the middle of the Midwest, so it's country as country gets. And some way, somehow, the bus driver, we would take coach buses, like 30 of us or so, 30 players, coaching staff, athletic trainers. I think they hold about 60, so there'd be like 
a handful of empty seats that the upperclassmen, like they could get their second seat and they could like kind of make a little half-assed bed with, uh, with like two seats. The underclassmen had to figure it out for their own. So a lot of people would sleep on the floor. And you know, when you get on those buses, they have like the rubber tracking. Oh yeah. Um, that's like kind of rigid. So I'm towards the back of the bus and we get into Blooming, Bloomington, Indiana. And I rem- it was like a little suburb or something of Bloomington, which is a larger city. And um, it's, the sign said, uh, welcome to whatever town, home of John Mellencamp. So music podcast, I'll throw that in there. It doesn't have anything to do with the story. But he, the bus driver, some way, somehow got, he got lost in a cold, like not a cul-de-sac, but a subdivision. And this big ass fucking coach bus was like trying to figure out how to get out of here because the bridge was too low <laughs> to like go under it. Otherwise, like, so we were stuck and he didn't want to go down one way streets and all that because he'd be fu- he, like, he'd be, you know, in trouble, get ticketed, get a rep, whatever, whatever would have happened. So we're driving and eventually he just called it quits until the morning. And I think bus drivers is called hours of service. Like you can only drive so long. So, uh, so you're not sleeping or falling asleep when you're driving and shit. I think that's what he said. He's like, I, I'm legally not allowed to drive it's anymore. A big rule. Right it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. So we were in this like little fucking neighborhood with like people walking their dogs and shit. And I fall asleep on the thing. Someone had an, and this was, there was probably dozens of them. Someone had empty dips fit and I, I could feel it trickling into my hair. And it was a Coke bottle, like oh. a Coca-Cola bottle. And I'm sleeping, but I'm like half asleep and I'm just ignoring it. I'm like, all right, it's, it's like Pepsi or Coke or Gatorade, whatever it is. And then that pungent smell just is starting to hit my nostrils. And I look up and my entire pillow, or not pillow, it was, it was uh, I pulled a hoodie out of my like bag or whatever to use that as a pillow. It soaked up all the thing to the point where I'm just sleeping in a pile of dip spit. (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't anything I could do because it's not like we had a shower or anything I could wash it out. So I just had dip spit hair for like until we figure out how to get under this bridge where the bus was too big to get through. A fucking walking spittoon. I would have killed myself. I was was a walking spittoon. Um, We we also... Our, our, my head coach, like, you know the scene in Fight Club when uh, Tyler Durden, uh, Brad Pitt is in the bathtub and Edward Norton's in the mirror and he's like flossing his teeth or brushing his yeah, teeth. Yeah, yeah. He's like, if you could fight anybody from history, who would it be? And he's like, uh, Lincoln. I'd fight Abraham Lincoln. Uh, if I could fight anybody on the face of this earth, it'd be my college baseball coach. I fucking hate this guy more than anybody on planet Earth. Just a scumbag human being. Super smart. Uh, knew the game well, but he's just an awful human being. And he didn't do any fundraising. It was Division Three, so you, we didn't have, like, like all these great amenities that all bigger programs have. So um, he cheaped out on a lot of things, one of them being meals. So I'm sure you guys have touched a lot of Golden Corrals, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We would hit Golden Corrals, like, every night of our trips. And we had this kid on his team. His name was Pat. I haven't talked to him since college, but um, he was a big kid and he indulged in, it was called battered cod, just a bunch of battered cod that night. And I was like, the plate was like fucking just loaded with it. And I'm, he's in the, he was in the exact back seat and it was an individual seat. I'm one up from him and there's nowhere to go. You're driving to like Atlanta or Florida or, or Mississippi, wherever we're driving. And he just fucking blew chunks 
everywhere <laughs> in the back of that bus. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Golden Corral fried fish that he stupidly consumed instead of sticking to like mac and cheese or something, you know? Bro, I got on, stories for days. On tour, being sick to your stomach or someone like shit in their pants or something like that is the fucking worst. Uh, we were, this is actually a fucking great story. We were going from Alabama to Nashville and uh, we were late for a show because we are always fucking late. Uh, and I had to take a shit. My cousin Eric had to take a shit. So we pulled off of this rest stop that had a bunch of feral dogs outside of it in fucking Alabama. And I run in, I blew the fucking bathroom up. No toilet paper left. Like straight up, like I used every ounce of the toilet papers in that bathroom. And uh, my cousin Eric went in right after, blew it up, comes out a half an hour later. And I'm like, yo, we're fucking late. And I noticed this kid's limping. He's got one sock on. And I was like, did you just wipe your ass with a sock? I, not, not, on a, not on a trip, but I've used socks before. You got to do what you got to do, man. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I've used socks before in college, like living in our college house, no toilet paper, whip off the sock, flush it down the toilet. Well, he, played, he played the show in Nashville in one sock, which I thought yeah. was fucking great. <laughs> so, Dude, by Kenny, the way, you just reminded me, speaking of places that we slept and Alabama, after AWOL, I started another band called Fitness, and we did minivan tours. Like straight yeah. up went, went from double buses and semis back to minivans. And as Colin knows, and to Dave, you play the show, and then you usually try to get half the drive done that night and then you finish the last half of the drive the next day so wherever that is in the middle of the two cities that's where you're fucking staying we stayed i shit you not in a econolodge in murder creek alabama <laughs> murder <laughs> creek alabama that's the name of the fucking place end of the story bro fucking alabama's a wild spot dude alabama's a wild state i'm dead serious we were we were at that rest stop Eric hadn't just blown out the bathroom and all these feral dogs were walking up to me. I was like, once again, what am I doing with my life? Like, what? Why, how did I get here? Why do I even know what this fucking place is? I'm trying to think, like, oh, the, the, the story I was getting to at the beginning, we played a spot called The Burl in Lexington, Kentucky. Cool venue. And they were nice enough to be like, yeah, like, if you guys want to, we have, we have somewhere for you guys to sleep if you want to. And we're like, great, save some money, sleep at the venue. They roll up the garage and there's two couches in there and I shit you not, like mannequins, like whatever your like biggest nightmare could be of sleeping somewhere, an unfinished garage with a ping pong table, two couches, and then fucking like mannequins with like fucking faces drawn on them, a bunch of like Polaroid pictures all over the wall. We slept in this fucking place. I got one of the couches. Erica got the other one. The rest of them were sleeping either on concrete or Ken, my bass player. And this thing had no fucking window, so it's pitch black. I have no idea where you are. Ken's on the fucking air mattress. He's like 6'4", like 220. He's a big motherfucker. Big dude. I woke up the next morning and the air mattress was completely deflated. This motherfucker had deflated the air mattress. We walked out. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning, bright as fuck out. I will never get a worse night's sleep in my life. Nightmare fuel. Like, these are the things people don't think about because Kenny had the, the opportunity to do the double bus fucking semi tours. When you went back and started doing the minivan tours, it's not cute. It's fucking gross. Can I tell you something, though? Yeah. Best tour of my life. Like, yeah. Dude, I wouldn't try, I w I'm glad I got that dip spit in my hair because then I wouldn't be able to tell it, you know? Yeah. Like, I, it was I, just I, like, you know, there's something, granted, if I had to do it for years and years and years, I would fucking hate it, right? But, like, that first van tour with your best friends for 7,000 yeah. miles in three weeks, you're like, this is the best time of my life. Because in AWOL, like, it was, a, it was it was a business, a fucking yeah. business, and you don't fuck up, and there's rules, and there's hierarchies, and like all the shit. Then once we got just 
three best friends in a minivan, all rules were out the fucking window. There's nothing like it, man. You see parts of the country you never would know existed. Yeah. Like you wind up going to a little mom and pop restaurant that winds up being something you'll never forget. Or Dude, just see, yeah. See I'll send you guys this in a, when we're done recording, but uh, I have a buddy and um, I just introduced him to a couple because he just moved back to Chicago a few months ago. But um, smartest kid I've, I've, I know, like when I'm talking mathematically, like if you, he's just a genius. He's like Will Hunting, but he's like very unassuming because he's a complete total fucking idiot. <laughs> Other than like, when you put a book or any math problem or anything, he's genius. He went to, he went to Notre Dame. He was like salutatorian of a 650 person class. He was ranked second in our class. Um, he moved back to Chicago and he just did 10 years in the Navy in Pensacola. Kenny, are you from uh, Orlando? Yeah, Orlando, but I did live in Pensacola. So he, he was on the Navy base down there in Pensacola. I That's think where I grew up on that base. Oh, yeah, because your dad is in the, in the Navy, yeah, right? Yeah, I was born in Alabama, speaking of Alabama, on base, and then we moved to Pensacola, Whiting, Air Force, or Whiting Navy base. So after he got done, um, he did his 10 years in the Navy. Uh, he bought for five grand a it's, – it's, it's called a Toyota Dolphin. It's a little fucking camper. It's got a shower. And back in 82, which is how old it was, it's 1982. Like, I'm sure it was state-of-the-art awesome. This thing is the biggest piece of shit ever. He, he's like, he turned his phone off, and he went to every fucking corner of the country. Every corner of the country in this, this old-ass piece of shit half camper. Yeah, that, that's it right there. It was 83 Dolphin. Um, he bought it for five grand, got it fixed up. Like, that is what I want to do. And you guys kind of got to experience that a little bit. Bro, we, we rented one of those fucking things, like one of those RVs for our first trip to Nashville from Philly. And none of us knew how to fucking drive it. Like, you never driven anything with no weight in the back and stuff like that. And things are shifting around. And we wound up driving through the middle of the night through Virginia. And it started snowing. And I swear to God, I was up in, like, the camping nook area up top praying. I was like, all right, I'm going to die. This is how I go out. Like, this, it's fine. I guess this is how I fucking die. The, when you're in the bus, I mean, it's probably the same with a camper like that. But when you're in the bus and you're trying to go to sleep and you're getting all cozy and you hear the rumble strips. Oh, yeah. Like, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, how I die. This is the end. This is how I go out. Yeah. Jesus I've Christ. Never, I've never, I've never uh, been in a situation where someone's, like, falling asleep at the wheel. Thank Christ. because I, I, I fell asleep at the wheel. I've, I've done that. I've doing those like fucking SUV tours with a trailer on the back. Oh, I'm oh, sure I, you guys experienced that a ton of times. Oh, it's fucking terrifying. Cause then you're, you're just sitting there like slapping yourself. Like dudes are just trying to like smoke cigarettes to stay awake. Like whatever you got to do to stay awake, you stay awake. Like that's what you got to do. But I don't know. Sleeping in the back of an SUV sucks. Like there, there's some, <laughs> there's some great videos where fucking people used to pass out in the back of the SUV and just like zoom in on the, I got so many videos of Ken and me just zooming in on his face, falling asleep. Dude, the shitty tours are a magical thing that yeah. like you can't replace. And I'm glad that Kenny's gotten both experiences to be able to say like, yeah, the van or the bus tours are cool, but the van tours are magic. Yeah, there's, I mean, they're both incredible and they're both the worst. You know what I mean? Yes, that is touring in a fucking nutshell. Yeah, that's that's just touring. The best and the worst. But I want to do more. We need more situations, tour situations, and I want Dante because I'm sure Dante's got some great. Uh, fucking Dante's got to have a laundry list from like the blackout tour days because he was he was traveling musician more or less. Obviously, wasn't in a band or anything, but yeah. And then I he's got the he's got the Sammy Adams tours too. Just fucking yeah, like, that too. 
And having met Sammy now, I'm sure those were fucking interesting. Um, all right, let's end this up. Let's go on the list, off the list. I'll start out. Uh, on the list, Ed Sheeran. Uh, he beat his fucking plagiarism case for the song Shape of You. I don't even know what it was about, but this dude has had so many different plagiarism suits against him. I'm tired of the shit. I'm tired of Marvin Gaye's estate always suing people because they think that somebody plagiarized a Marvin Gaye song. Shut the fuck up. Music, musicians copy each other. It is what it is. I don't even know. Shape of You. Sound- seven notes in the musical language. It's bound to happen. Thank you. It's going to be crossover. Like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, hey, Kenny. I wonder that. And that's actually, I'm glad you, you just said that, uh, Kenny. Tyler Joseph. He yes. has a lyric in his song. It's on the Blurry Face album. I, I, what is it? What does he exactly say? I wish that I could find a find some chords in an order that was new. Is that even possible? If you're doing like abstract jazz, maybe or some shit like that. It's the presentation and everything that gets wrapped around it, and really the lyric and vocal on top. But like, I mean, we had a song called "Guilty Filthy Soul," and then like he's a huge fan, and then he wrote a song called "Heavy Dirty Soul." Heavy Dirty Soul, yeah. yeah that was- from the movie, right? Uh, Suicide Squad, I think. Yeah. From, uh, uh, d- one of the other songs. No, that's um, Heathens was that oh, song. Yeah, Heathens, yeah. Heavy Dirty Soul was banging, though. It's a great song. Dude, that album was like... The, I, the Atlas Genius guys called yeah. Heathens. We, all of us were like, this is the most... This is a huge hit. We're fucking going to crush it. Not a week later did they drop their song Heathens. And we're like, well, there goes that. Over. Kenny, <laughs> answer me this. How many times when you're in the studio do you cut something? I don't know if you do this anymore because you don't seem like you give a fuck, but like... How many times do you make a song and then listen back to it and be like, I'm going to get sued for that? Like yeah. That sounds like this. It definitely happens. Or in my experience, because I co-write a lot with other people, is that somebody in the room will come up with something and somebody else will be like, you know what that is? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's faces. Fuck. You know, or whatever. Dude, that, I had a fuck. Is that just like a subconscious thing you do inadvertently? Yeah. You hear a familiar chord pattern and you think yeah. you came up with the cool melody, but really it's a melody that just resonates with you with a, from a similar chord pattern. Dude, like being, being on the guitar, like, uh, and I, this is a guy I want to get on the podcast, and I think that he would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, Marty Schwartz, yeah. uh, we talked to Agnesi about him a couple times, or at least once. But um, like, as as I start to understand how music and the guitar works, in it, I'll get I'll get a little better every time I play the guitar. Which um, I'm actually not doing horribly at. I I can look, I can see what people are doing, and be like, I know what to do right there now. Yeah. But, um, and I'll show you guys soon, but, um, it's like, all right, G to E to F that's like every song on earth or C to D to G. It's like, how can you make music that sounds different without getting sued? It's different rhythms, different BPMs, tempos, different, like you do as much as you can, but Hey, music's been around since the dawn of time and there's only 11 notes. So bro, there's an amazing video out right now that, uh, it's these, comedians i guess they are it's like a corny like your mom would share it on facebook kind of a video but it's this dude and he's like here is every hit from the last 20 years played with the same four chords yeah i saw that i saw that yeah you can go c g a minor f and you're literally playing the fucking chord progression to most songs um but like dude there's been times we've been in the studio there's a song on our first record called voices in my soul that i legitimately tried to get the label not to put out because i thought the food fighters were going to sue us as if they were ever going to fucking hear it i was like it sounds like the food fighters like i know the song have you ever tried to get sued like knowing the publicity would be good enough would 30 year old colin do that yeah would 25 year old colin do that no 30 year old colin would definitely do it i got sued with a band over a guitar riff 
that I wrote, and apparently it was verbatim from another song that I had never heard. Jesus. How crazy is that? That's a true, I mean, God honest truth. Because I was like, no, we fucking wrote that. And, blah, blah, blah. and then they sent me the song and I was like, yo, they stole this from us. And they go, this came out first. And you're like, what? Yeah, Wait, you should. That's what I'm saying. There's only a finite amount of ways that you can play a musical note. Personally, I think if you're a musician and you're suing another musician because their shit sounds like yours, you should just fuck off. Because How many times they're going to regurgitate the same movie over and over again. Like, Thank you. I it, it's it's so subjective and music, dude. You don't own fucking music. I don't know how to put this. Like I I think th- it all comes from somewhere else. You don't own no musical notes. I know what you're saying is what I'm saying. But uh, shout out Ed Sheeran. You beat the system, dog. Good for you, uh, Kenny. Who's on your list? Nachos. Oh, <laughs> okay. Fuck I'm just excited because tonight oh, we're making okay. tacos. So wifey and I make tacos from the Mexican market, get the meat from the Mexican market, chips and all that shit. And then the leftover meat from those tacos always for 10 years now, the next day is nachos. We had tacos last night. Tonight's nacho night. Big excite. That's what I've been most excited for all day. For a Mexican guy, Kenny, I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, yeah, of course it's nachos from a Mexican guy. Grow up. You are a Mexican guy is what I'm saying. Oh, that's why I know. And I'm telling you that I am. <laughs> Shout out to POD. All right. This is an important question. So I am a nacho kind of, kind of sore myself. I love a good nacho. What do you think of stadium nachos and like the plastic with the dipping cheese? Wifey loves them. I don't really go for them. I think it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> she likes to fake cheese bullshit. She'll like go to Taco Bell and get three sides of the cheese, just the cheese, the nacho cheese. Oh, uh, the whiz? Nah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's like melted yellow plastic. I think it's like inedible. You know that's a Philly thing though, right? Cheese whiz is a Philly thing. I do. That's, but this is like, that's at least edible. Well, yeah. I'm talking like that comes in a big ass jar because I used to work in basketball, which is random because I fucking don't even pay attention to basketball. <laughs> I used to work in basketball and I was in charge of concessions and shit at this, at this local gym. Anyways, you it comes in a fucking block and you put it on like a hot plate and it just it's it's fucking so gross. Oh, bro. It's- it looks like melted yellow crowns. Like it's disgusting. Like it, it comes in a fucking like. Uh, uh, like a like a fucking metal thing, and you got to fucking yeah, get it. Like What'd you say? Did you mean to say crayon? Did you say crown? crown? See, crown. we all say it different. I just say C R A N S crayons. Crown. Crayons. No, that's not right at all. My mom says crown, and I think it's the weirdest fucking thing on earth because she's from uh, like Phillyish area of Jersey. I think my southern vibe puts extra syllables into everything. You know? Yeah, you say crayon. 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 Yeah. Crayon. Um, yeah, dude, cheese whiz is good on a cheese steak, but don't fucking give me nachos with that shit. Get out of here. Um, Dave, who's on your list? Uh, baseball starts tomorrow. I'm going with baseball. It's the only thing that brings me joy in life, even though it also causes me more pain than anything in life. Oh, by the way, dude, you got bodied by, uh, Bryce Harper today. I saw that on, on Smitty's podcast. <sighs> this is, this is a very, very sensitive subject for me. Are you um, salty? Like, you, you sad? Like, no, 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 no. I, see, I, 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 I love Bryce Harper, for the record. Me too. Um, Smitty's on my shit list right now, but he interviewed Bryce Harper. Kenny, as the resident little twink, yeah. do you know who <laughs> Bryce Harper is? No. Okay. Major League Baseball MVP? Yeah, he plays. Oh, plays yeah, I think baseball's for cucks and losers, so. Woo! Uh, no, it is. It is. 
Um, I put myself in that category, so I'll, I can it, talking to two former college baseball players. That's cool. Yo, but, um, give me another fucking professional team sport that you can wear jewelry and fucking call yourself in half. I'm just joking. I just yeah, it's banging thing, dude. I hate it. It drives me nuts too. It's like how do how are you comfortable in this? It's just but, crazy um, to me that there's some of the highest paid athletes who run no further than sixty feet or whatever. It is. Bro, imagine if the NBA let people wear chains. Yo. Oh, then we'll just take the fucking fine. You know what I mean? Yo. Cash, homie. I'm surprised Allen Iverson never wore a fucking giant-ass chain on the court. Like, that would have been banging. Like, imagine fucking Zion Williamson doing a 360 through the legs dunk with just a fucking big-ass chain on. Yeah. Banging. Uh, do football players wear chains on the field? Yeah. The, which yeah, but, is yeah. but if we're talking, like, athletic abilities, jugular fat and tackling another human are two different that's Hold weird. on a second. The hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a baseball. I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm saying that you're taking people take steroids, performance enhancing drugs to swing a bat. I'm talking about NBA running back and forth for fucking 75 minutes, football running 90 fucking yards with people trying to tackle you. Go fucking water ski. Do you dude. Think I Go water ski. Oh, yeah, I didn't play any of them, so <laughs> Baseball's 90% just standing around. That's why it's fucking the best. I just always be better than baseball in that regard is golf. Can golf is you leisure. golf is a perfectly fine leisure thing. I, I don't do it often, but like name another sport where you can be not only like like you can get by, but successful completely getting shit faced the night before. <laughs> yeah, Hunting. yeah, none. You can't do football, you can't play fat guy over. You can't play football hungover. Baseball, everybody on the field at all times is hungover as fuck. If you get a base hit and you're standing on first base, you're like sitting there, you're talking to the first baseman. Some guy you don't know, you're just like, man, I'm fucking hungover. And, and you'll have like a 30-second conversation about how shit faced you got tonight. Hey, that's my point. I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm just saying that give me a break with the athleticism a little bit. Oh, no, no. It's, hitting a baseball is an insanely difficult thing, but you don't need to be a good athlete at all to play baseball. Bro, there's no sport like you're a fat piece of shit and you're fucking athletic. Yeah, I mean, in baseball, you can be a fat piece of shit and succeed, but you can also just DH and fucking hang out. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's constantly dipping on a baseball field. Dude, the, some of the greatest pictures in American history are people smoking cigarettes in the dugout between innings. Yeah. Baseball's the shit, dude. Dave, I'm 100% with you. By the way, give me a prediction. Where do the White Sox wind up this year? Uh, ALCS. Ooh. Dude, they have a second shortest odds for the World Series year, don't they? Uh, it shifted to fourth because, of course. So uh, my other podcast is Redline Radio. It's like Chicago sports specific. And we've had it since 2016. It's been with Barcelona since 2019. And um, we, have, we have legitimately cursed the White Sox. Oh, Every man. dude that's been on or is supposed to come on has – they've gotten, like, seriously injured, like, really close to it. Who got hurt? So Lance Lynn. Kenny, yeah. you don't know who Lance Lynn is. Um, White Sox fans, every single one of them look just like me. They're all overweight. <laughs> they all have, like, way too thick of beards, and they're all just ugly. We have a really ugly fan base. <laughs> we wear that like a badge of fucking honor. So Lance Lynn looks like a White Sox fan, and he got traded to the team prior to last season. His agent randomly fucking DM'd me on Twitter. Um, we exchanged numbers. He was supposed to come into our office, and him and I were going to have a beard off. So I've been growing my beard for like a week now. 
um, we weren't supposed to interview him for another 10 days. It was going to be like fucking Grizzly Adams, you know? And um, like within 24 hours, he fucking tears his meniscus. Oh, and this is like something like this has happened with us legit eight times with a White Sox player. It's fucking wild. It's like getting to the point where it's weird and creepy. I feel like for our podcast, if there was going to be a curse, it'd be like whatever musicians come on, either like have to go to rehab or like get kicked out of the band. Like one of the two. I feel like that, that, that would be our curse. But I don't think we have one yet. But dude, that sucks. Lance Lynn's a fucking stud. Yeah, he's a baller. And yeah. he's like six, six, like 280 of just fatness. He, yeah. he like he, he talks about how, how shit faced he gets on cross country flights, like flying to Seattle. Um, he he's he had a quote like at the start of spring training how he doesn't work out, doesn't condition. Like Good that's man. baseball. That's why I love it. He fits right in with your fan base, dude. Oh yes, he does. He no, really does. No, no player has ever came to the White Sox late in their career because he's like 34, 35 years old now. And been embraced like he has, because he's one of us. Shouts out to Lance Lynn, dude. Get better. Uh my off the list, allergies. I'm coming for you, allergies. Piece of shit, dude. I got them early this year, so I, I usually get them, like, right now. I got them in, like, late February, and I was, like, fucking clawing my eyes out. They're the bro, worst. Bro, wifey's been on the fucking couch literally with a sinus infection since our show two weeks ago. Like, she has literally been diagnosed, been on steroids, been on fucking, like, antibiotics and all that shit. I'm getting them. I've been taking Benadryl naps. Like, dude, allergies are bad this year so I, I think it's three shots a week and two allergy pills a day and i still am miserable every day i've got the worst allergies on earth no shit yeah my sister's like that she's got to take daily shots yep. are you allergic to something kenny everything yes. i'm allergic to weed grass trees dogs cats You're allergic to weed yeah I'm allergic to everything yeah oh like but, marijuana i thought you said wheat like well, like, wheat, like grass trees pollen like in like every tree every grass every pollen every animal every fucking thing i'm allergic to all of it Dave, do you have any allergies? Uh, cats, bad. Really? really? Um, I'm kind of like, I'm one of the guys that I have to be on my fucking deathbed to get checked out or... Same. Or go to the hospital for, like, anything. Like I, I don't could, believe... I don't believe in doctors. I think they're all scam artists. They are all scam artists. Um, and so, I don't know, but, like, every, every year, twice a year, in the fall and in the spring, like, I am just fucking miserable. Bees for me. I'm allergic to bees. Oh, I'm very allergic to bees, yes. Bro, imagine if me and you were like somewhere and like we all got stung up and fucking we both died from getting stung by bees. It'd be a wild way to go. Right? Bad way to go, dude. When's the last time you got stung by a bee? Uh, I was in fifth grade and we were riding BMX bikes in the woods behind uh, the, the school near us and somebody hit a dead log and the log split open and there was a beehive Ooh. in there. And I went to fucking, bur- I ran to Burger King around the corner and I went in there and there was bees in my shirt, in my pants. That's fucked up, man. Yeah, that it was bad. Oh, yeah, I know. Dude, my mom, Dana, Dana's mom. kill you. I'm straight. I didn't die, thankfully. Maybe I did. Maybe this is all the afterlife. I don't Last know. Last but- dude, I saw this fucking thing. It was one of those black hornets that, like, the ass is, like, Ooh, hanging yeah. like, over, like, two parts, you know? And um, I w- this was when I was... I was a senior in high school and um, I, I worked at a car wash. It was actually good money. I'd walk out of there with like 200 bucks a day in singles for tips. And um, I got stung right on the fucking knee. And I actually, this is, uh, it was freshman year of college. That's what it was. Um, because I, I worked there for a little bit because I went to college so close to where I grew up. So um, we were driving up to Madison, Wisconsin uh, to go visit 
other friends that were in uh, school at the University of Wisconsin, and my knee was like the size of a fucking beach ball. And then, <laughs> and I didn't have an EpiPen or anything on me. I was just popping uh, Benadryl like Skittles. Bro, fucking that. So that's the only thing that can slow on the guest list down is bees. Legit. That's the only thing that's going to be our downfall. That would, that would suck. Or like cuts the grass or something. Yeah. If, if Kenny, if Kenny gets like outside, we're fucked. Yeah. yeah I'm toast. Yeah. Why don't you just be a bubble boy? Oh, Kenny, you'd be a great bubble boy. Before. There was some loser at Riot Fest last summer, like during the pandemic. Um, that I forget who it was. It was, he was right for Machine Gun Kelly. Um, I had never heard of him before, but he, uh, he, did his whole show in like a bubble. Like that's the, the flaming lips, dude. That's their thing. Is that their, it was the flaming lips. Yeah. That's his thing. He, it has nothing to do with the pandemic. That's just what he does. Every and, show that's live shows. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. It was the flaming. It was the flaming lips and fuck. I thought you make a statement. I'm just picturing Dave out in the crowd. Like, look at this fucking lib out here in his bubble. <laughs> no, it has, it has everything to do with performative activism. Cause you know, to tie everything back together, he's getting right back on that fucking tour bus after the fucking show and coughing and puking dips. No, dude, he, he's, he's been doing that since the 90s, dog. He, okay. that, I did not know that. My bad. <laughs> I Yo, he used to butt fuck Miley Cyrus. He's not afraid of COVID. Yeah, definitely not, dude. Yo, that was the weirdest phase in music history was when Miley Cyrus was hanging out with the Flaming Lips. Like, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, weird yeah. as fuck. You're like, why is Wayne Coyne here? <laughs> <laughs> what is Wayne Coyne? Like, dude, when Miley Cyrus had her, like, like hairy armpit cocaine phase where she was just naked all the time and she was hanging out with the fucking stuffed animals around the flaming lips, that was, like, an acid trip. Like, I had no music. Weird shit, dude. Kenny, who's off your list? Off my list is my own small window of comfortable. That's because it finally warmed up to like above 80 here and I'm miserable. Last Fuck week you. it was in the low 60s and I was miserable. I have a very small window of comfortable. It's about 68 to 74 is where I thrive. So off my list, it's my own bullshit. Bro, you live in LA. How bad could it be? Yeah, it's too hot now. It's too hot. It's like 84. It's too hot. Bro, one day in Philly right now, it'll be like 75 and sunny and beautiful. And the next day, it'll be 32 and snowing. I don't want to fucking hear it, bro. Yeah, it sucks to be you, bro. I can't stand it. I'm fucking, I hate it. Dude, the the, the AWOL Nation life made you soft, bro. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it, yeah, for sure. You're soft as baby shit. Hey, where's your weed farm going to be? What, baby? Where Where's your weed farm going to be? Uh, In the desert. South of Palm Springs, so it's 120 degrees for six months straight. Dude, we should talking about bubbles and the three she might be kicking in now. We should get like a giant bubble where it's air conditioned, and we have like an actual city, like an economy, currency, banks, libraries, hospitals, where the temperature is a nice, cool 70 degrees. Yeah, you I back that. We can have five on it. Weed yes, Dave is the dude, fucking It could name. be like uh, Tigridi Farms or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- Tigridi. Tigridi. <laughs> Tigridi Farms. Farms. Yeah. Tigridi Farms, dude. Oh, by the way, Kenny, I have decided that I am going to wait to smoke weed for the first time with you just so I have a terrible time and you have to babysit me. Okay, here's the thing, though. I've been smoking weed for enough years to know I don't smoke with people for the first time anymore. It's always a bad time. It's never a good time. You always have to help them get into bed because they're going to die and fall through the space floor. 
yeah, so your second time, I'll smoke with you. No, I'll, first I'll, time. I'll get him his first time. Yeah, there you go. I'll smoke Dave's dirt weed, fucking Chicago brown dirt weed, and just. I don't. I don't. I haven't smoked weed in fucking ever. Not ever, but that's like I couldn't even tell you the last time I did. I mean, dude, I'm just waiting for the first like big person we interview in person. Be fucking like. Actually, it was a homeless dude in Detroit. We there's Detroit again. Wait, you smoked weed with a homeless dude in Detroit? Yeah, she uh, said her name was Sahara Dodge, and we asked her why, and she. I forget why she said Sahara, but she's like, I drive a Dodge minivan. And that's what went by her, like, minivan. She's so, a prostitute, bro. Prostitute. Uh, might have been. I I, uh, I bartended for a girl named De- – her name was Deja Vu the other day. Her actual legal name was Deja Vu. She thought my name was weird. I was like, all right. Sounds good. Collins, he's- the most, all three of us, actually. I know Carkeet's not – like common or anything, but I mean, Dave, Dave Dave Williams is like, if you were creating a football player in Madden, like that's like a basic ass name. Yeah. That's like the auto name. Yeah. That's already picked out for you. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dave, take us home, baby. Who's off your list? Uh, I'm going to go with Smitty. Uh, We were supposed to record the Dave Portnoy show featuring White Sox, Dave Smitty and co um, tonight. And he's AWOL. Yeah. Fuck Smitty. Yeah. What a fucking moron. I was talking to him earlier today. I wonder what happened to him. I was talking to him at like five o'clock my time. And he's like, yeah, we're good for seven. And nothing. I hope he's all right. But actually, he better, like, he better be dealing with like a fuck, a death right now or something. <laughs> I, I hope not. But I'm sure he's all right. Maybe he fell asleep. He's got the new dad thing going on. He might be asleep. Uh, you can only use that excuse for so much. And this this will apply to you, Kenny. Yeah, right. I have twins. Don't talk to me about that single. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. I, I, like, most of my friends have kids at this point. Yeah. And Smitty uses the kid excuse a hundred times more than all of those guys do combined. Bro, I've been waiting my whole life to use the kid excuse because I always have to find excuses why I don't want to go to things. And now... Good to go, baby. Don't Dude, I was I was talking to someone about this the other day, and like we can wrap up with just some shoot shit. Not that that's not what we do, anyways. But I used to be the worst FOMO guy on earth. I could have not a cent to my name. I was figuring out how to go out and be out Friday and Saturday night every single night, every single week. The pandemic has conditioned me to I never want to go out anymore. I want to fucking sit and be alone and talk to nobody. Bro, we, we, we've gotten, like, on top of things, Kenny. What is Kenny going to be like when he's got twins, dog? Yo, I already work from home. I'm going to be yeah. home. I fucking have my music studio here. I got a pool in the backyard. I got a grill and a smoker. I'll never leave here again. You might have to, like, put up some, like, barricades so we don't have any. I got drugs. a wall around my property. I'm going to put turret nests on top, on top of it. <laughs> You're going to have fucking flashbang grenades ready on hand at all times, dude. Of course, duh. Oh, by the way, do you know? So you got a boy and a girl. Do you got names picked out? Yeah, but I'm not allowed to put a, give them out yet, apparently, according to yeah, my wife. Yeah, dude, my wife, for a long time now, has had a girl's name picked out that I'm not allowed to utter out loud because she yeah, thinks can't that, say it. We already it, lost one name to a like friend. unique or uncommon? No, it's not crazy. Uh, there, there's a big rule in my house that's for me no weirdo names. Like, I want my kids. Have pretty. I I know the boy's name. Whenever we have a boy, I already have the name picked out. Yeah. No. Let me just. I'll just say our names are fucking dope. Are, there are they wild? No, they're not that wild. They're cute. Like Stone is Stone one of them? 
No, but I do have a friend named Stone, but no, that's not one of them. I, I always loved for a boy the name Robin. I don't know why. Robin Ventura, White Sox yeah, player yeah. throughout the 90s, he was a stud. Um, I thought that name, Robin Ventura, I thought it flowed great, but my last name is William. I can't name Robin. Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got lucky that my wife likes the name of the singer of one of my favorite bands enough for me to name my son after the singer of one of my favorite bands. Oh, shit. That's dope. Yeah, I got I lucked out big time with that one. Dude, yo, Dave, on that note, there is like 85,000 kids born every day in Philadelphia that either get named Chase after Chase Utley yep. or Carson. There were so many babies named Carson in Philadelphia over the last couple of years. And now he's like public enemy number one. Yeah, so it's exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, the boy's name is. My, well, this is the exact same thing, but a girl I'm friends with, I've never met the dog, but it's like a 10 year old Cocker Spaniel named Isis. That's, a, oh, that's incredible. <laughs> How the fuck? Bad beat right there. Damn. Don't oh make me God. like it. Damn. Come well, here. I mean, obviously, there was like no ISIS wasn't a thing when she named the dog. She had no idea, you know? Was she mad at ISIS like for, for jacking her name? Like, well, it. like it, it, you can't really rename a dog after it's X Somebody amount of got a fucking old. Labrador named Bin Laden. <laughs> Come here, Islamic State. <laughs> Let's go. Exactly. So it's like she'll be like, oh, what's an ox name? Uh, she'll like ISIS. Get over here, you little piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I think the boy's name we're going to go with is Connor because it sounds kind of like Colin, but it's not a junior. Yeah, cute. Simple. I want- second, so we're done with that shit. Dude, Dana's, yo, Dana's family name on her, her, like her dad, her dad is Walter Earl Helm III. And her brother is Walter Earl Helm the Fourth. Yeah, uh, see, that's rare. That's rare because my cousin is John Carkeet the Fourth. That's like rare that they go that deep. My dad is William Herman Williams the Second Junior. Willie Williams. William Herman Williams the Third. And my oh, mom told my dad to pound fucking. Sand. There was a kid in my high school named Joseph 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 the <laughs> Third. Yeah, so my brother he's younger than me. He so my brother's middle name is William. So he, she gave, she finally gave in, and she's like, "Fine, you can have the middle name." Um, so my brother's name Garrett William Williams, Joseph 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 the third. So he's like Joseph Cubed Cubed. That's fucking crazy. That's Damn. wild to think about. Three cheat talk, baby. Let's go. All right, that's wrapping it up. Uh, we got a great interview tomorrow. We're interviewing uh, Kaleo from the band Pepper. Uh, I'm excited about that for next week. We got a couple other other big ones lined up. A lot of good shit happening in the works. Uh, I'm making a new record. I don't know if I've talked about that, but we're in the midst of cutting a new record. Fucking feel great about that. Uh, Kenny, any new music coming out for you? Man, now that I'm not in a rush anymore, yes, I have a new fitness record and a new KC record that I'm just like nitpicking at. Let's go. Send that shit over to me. I would love to throw some ears on it. Yeah, I'll send you some shit. Dude, I'm going to New York to write with uh, Robert soon. Nice. Uh, I told him that I was working on a new record, and we're gonna we're gonna work through some of the songs. But I feel great about everything. Shit, new adventure for the Taylor. So I've been trying to get the best use of it, and he's like, "I this is like two weeks ago." He's like, "Hey, I need uh, I need your address. Uh, I gotta send you the like a prepacked shipping label or whatever, so you could send it off." I haven't gotten yet, but your job is to not remind him because I need to have this guitar as long as I can have it. Dude, if he asked me about you, I'd be like, I don't even know who that is. My lips yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, everybody, listen, subscribe, do all that shit. We will see you guys next week. Kenny, Dave, anything else for me?
Hell no, I'm out of here. Off. All right, fuck you guys. We love you.